This episode of Box Cutters is brought to you by Lord of the Fries, helping us get to South by Southwest and specialising in fresh cut fries accompanied by a variety of internationally inspired sauces as well as vegetarian and vegan burgers, hot dogs, onion rings and nuggets. Previously on Box Cutters. Yeah, say, I, I don't know Ladies. what accent I'm doing. I, it's kind He's of offensive. Indian though. pirate. I, I am an Indian gay pirate. Really gay. Would you like to see my cutters? Come on, get to the park. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 296, 6,000 reasons to smile. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hawking. 6,000? And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. 6,000. Explain. We had our uh, Box Cutters wants to go to South by Southwest because of what we've been invited to there and everything. Did we what? And, uh, and... A whole bunch of people said, we'll give you money to go over to South by Southwest and be in the America doing what we love. They How did. good are people? People are great. They gave us $6,000 of that. Wow. So I want to thank each and every one of them. Thank you, each and every one of I them. I was going to list them, but it's... No. No. Okay. So it'll just take too long. Just, John will probably cut it out when he does the edit. Probably. He's angrily. He does. He's such an angry echo, editor. Echo on his favourites. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He'll put echo on his favourites, cut out the ones he doesn't like. He actually, yeah. Yeah, he's actually going to put the keyboard cat music underneath his favourites. I think he's uh, I think he's just bitter because he, he can't go. I am. Because of his... You're bitter because he can't go. Yeah. yeah. Why can't he go? Is his brother getting married? It's quite more exciting being here with his show on. Yeah, he's got he's got a TV show. You've got a TV show. Whatever. This is Box Cutters. It is all about television. We will be in Austin in, uh, in two weeks. Live at South by Southwest. I am so excited about that. It's but be before show. then, we've got a huge show now. Right now. I'm wearing cowboy boots. You're, I, I love it when you're wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> That's as close as you I'm getting you a new pair of cowboy yes, boots. Yes, you are. Yeah. I've got to draw my foot on a piece of paper for you to take with you to Texas. I think we should maybe get it measured. We are going to review the new HBO series Luck. Are we stars, what? Uh, stars Dustin Hoffman and other people and was mm. created by David Milch. So clearly, I'm going to love it. Like, really. So I, I like John from Cincinnati. Money on, <laughs> money on it getting past 10 episodes. Uh what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds of it getting past ten episodes? Yep. Which John uh, I, only got to. I don't know. I don't know the odds. Why don't we do the review and then we'll know the odds <laughs> we'll talk after about doing that. after after doing the review? Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about a world we know versus a world we don't know on television. Really? Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to hear you talk about that. You should. You should be. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Uh, we are also going to talk uh, with Courtney about Luther. We are. We've got Toby Halligan over there. He's uh, he's looking up to see if we've gotten anything wrong. He's been quiet. Uh, he's he's been quiet. It's fine. He's he's busy. He's busy. He's got things to look up. He's got places to do. We've yeah. got letters to box cutters. We've got one thing, of course, as with with Toby, places we have strayed. We've got pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters. <laughs> CBS has picked up a Martin Lawrence sitcom. 
I think everybody knows how I feel about that. If you don't know how I feel about that, just just imagine. It, it's very similar to how I feel about Channel 10's announcement of a new reality show called Being Lara Bingle. Oh, what? Do you know what? I reckon you could have half an A4 thin, glossy piece of paper about being Lara Bingle, like like done th- in a mailer, left in your letterbox, and that would be her whole life. You could cover it off in that. But but no, Courtney, it's it, it, it's the new Kardashians, haven't you heard? That's what Channel 10 is saying. They're saying it's it's the Australian version of the Kardashians. She makes me feel really good about being a dumb slut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, now, just, just for listeners who... who um, Lara Bingle, she's the where the bloody hell are you lady, is that right? Yeah, and she had sex with a cricketer and everyone called her a hoeback. Right. And so she's famous for those two things. Correct. So people in... Oh, she also had sex with a footballer. And they called her a hoeback because he was married at the time. But people people listening overseas might know her as the where the bloody hell are you... They might. ...lady. Well, that... uh, that was like banned in Canada. That was it that was, ad was, it was banned no in a lot of hoax campaign. No, no shrimp on the barbie. There was no, no shrimp on the barbie. No. That's that's for, even though we call no. them prawns. <laughs> yeah, shrimp are the little things that you get in fried rice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brett, uh, sp- speaking of, uh, you've got two two show, two, two shows two, two stories about things that uh, things that I want to punch. You you pick one. Because this is you can, so, you can only punch one thing this week. When promise. I said box cutters news, what I meant is list of things I want to punch. <laughs> if you're a fan of social media, fan of the Twitter, fan of the Facebooking, while you're sitting on the t on the on the TV watching the couch, sitting on the TV. Yes, you're doing it wrong. Couch, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You've got to use it I've like got a winch. An old big and tube and television, so it's I've quite some, comfortable. To sit I got one, to, one of those yeah. too. We're I've, the only two people left. It was my 21st birthday present. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. When I didn't even know you turned 21. Just when? recently. Right. Oh, yeah. nice. I've got some very exciting news because the ABC, in uh, collaboration with government researchers... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome hey, already. Hang on, the, the, the Australian ABC. <laughs> yes. this, in the conjunction, Australian... the government in conjunction with the government presents... Just, just with the Australian Centre for in, Broadband Innovation. Keep in mind, before Brett gives this big announcement, this is the same organisation that has not renewed the Bazura project for a second season. Uh. Instead, they're spending their money on... Showing tweets overlaid on the top of TV images oh, as they come in. I want to hear Based on myself. the hashtag, much like we've been seeing on the uh, Q&A. I thought, I thought this whole social the, TV thing... No, I can't. I mean, I understand. Remember, like, 10 years ago, we had the big, oh, all TV writers are going to lose jobs because reality television, blah, 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 which, no, uh, but sort of. And then now, you're just going to put random stuff that people write? on. No one, no. If I the, want that, I'll look at Twitter. Thank you. The, uh, the the article that you uh, that you got this from Brett on Throng, mm-hmm. Throng dot com today. You uh, uh, actually originally from Sydney Morning Herald, but but the art the, the intro here says uh, forget the little hashtag watermark or the on screen invitation to join the qu- uh, conversation. Uh, this is full social TV with the conversation appearing on your TV, and it is just around the toilet. So, so what, it's not like going to need. It's not going to need a hashtag. Is that mean, what they're saying? Does that mean like a panel show where people actually have a normal conversation? Is that what they're saying? Didn't we get rid of that? Did or, we stop doing? Or that? is it like Twitter, in that one person will say something, and then the next person who heard it will say it to everybody who's listening to them? So you know. Whatever you're not even. Listening. If this, I am it's, listening. I am yeah. listening. If, the, if this was a show with more with more planning, I would say, good point, Courtney. How does it work, Brett? <laughs> well, you g- you watch like. your show no. and and uh, it still does use the hashtags, uh, but uh, it's so it's just, just tw- it's, it's just Twitter. 
It's yeah. just too pretty. The other point, people, people you know are already what? looking pretty at much, you. But can't. you have to have a special set-top box. Why? Uh, Why? I can, I can the, just the, have TweetDeck. The, the point is you can't co-opt. The, the good thing about Twitter is instead of being a mass media forum is that I get to choose who I listen to and who I don't listen to and I don't have to listen to stuff I don't want to hear. So if I turn into a TV show where the point is broadening the audience to the point that they have enough of an audience to put the TV show on, they're not going to put stuff just that I'm interested enough in. No. So what's the point? You just want to hear what Catherine Devaney and Bruce Ruxton's ghost have to say. Oh, hurt me. <laughs> um, they, they assure everybody that spam and just nasty comments aren't going to make it through, oh. even though it's completely unmoderated, uncurated and uh, a free forum. Yeah, can it's I, a free forum except... Can I opt agree. out? Of, Here the of rules the- of the internet apply. The rules of the There's internet. There's rules we of the internet. Rule 34? Rule 34. <laughs> <laughs> rule 34 of the internet is do not talk about the internet. No, rule 34 is yeah. if it exists, there's a porn version of it. <laughs> uh, that was rule one. No, it's 34. Are they all rule thirty four? No, there's there's an it's a list. It's <laughs> the a point is where do I get this list? I'll do I Google it, it? Do I Google the list? You can uh, Google the list. Can Google. I hashtag the list? I want to talk about the internet now, like a man who doesn't know anything about the internet. <laughs> is that's your, this is like having dinner with my dad? Can I look at that on the Twitter? I'm gonna kill can you. I, can you download the internet for me? Yeah, yeah. Can so you can Google I be? It? So I want to be friends. I want to be friends with you Twitter want, on the Facebook. On Google Mail. Can I, can I, do I email that? Is that a YouTube? Is that how I do that? So, right. I, I, I can opt out of this. I don't have to have it on my, it's not going to like, f- I'm not going to be forced to watch this on ABC. Buying the set top box is going to be compulsory, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Well, you know how, you know how uh, like fascist the ABC is about their new technology. You must buy you it. Must, you must. You it, must have it. It, it really has this sense of uh, the TV TV producers trying to desperately um, trying to take TV back to uh, uh, the, the simpler black and white days where uh, you'd have watercolor conversations With and the like, but having it instantly. See, th- th- that's kind of ruining ABC's brand. So, someone who has uh, who, who has just got fantastic use out of his brand is Sean Coombs. P Diddy Puff Water. P P Diddy Daddy. Daddy Diddy Diddy. Yeah. The Puff. He was the Puff, Puff Daddy. The Puff D. He was. He was. He was Puff the original Daddy. Puff Daddy. And then he was Puffy. Puff Diddy. Yeah. And then he was Sean Puffy Coombs. And then he was P Diddy. And then he was just Diddy. Diddy. And, and now he's. Did. Uh, now Sean, but uh, then he's also got like, he, he's he's got the the clothing label. He's got the the music. He's got the <laughs> pimp cups. What's a pimp cup? Launching a music and culture channel. <laughs> that uh, is, is going to be part of Comcast. It's called Revolt. <laughs> well, that's, and it will. Uh, really. What, what I like about this is he's really surfing the wave of what was popular in 1984 mm. and, and recreated MTV. Just, now that yeah, MTV, MTV doesn't show music anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Puffy's gone. Hang on a second. Oh I just God. got a great idea. Oh my God. In the same way that he thought it was a great idea to release Sting's music as his own, and also date Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> well, that's never a good idea. Um, this. I would much rather see if it was Snoop Dogg than Puff Diddy. Oh, Snoop Dogg is so the, clever. Did you see the pictures of him doing the American Price is Right? No. Oh, my God. So they had like a like celebrity episode or something and there's like it's the normal joyous Price is Right thing and then freaking Snoop in the middle of it just pulling Snoop. It's did, Google it. Google say, image. It's awesome. Well, Snoop Doggy Dog, come on down. I didn't watch it. I just looked at the pictures. Sometimes Snoop, I Google it when I'm sad. That's how good it is. Snoop's uh, fatherhood was a was a great show. It was <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, I bet. It was kind of a, a reality-style show. Like, you know, the, Does he have the, kids? Yeah. No, that's all wrong. In that totally scripted way. <laughs> Of so you know every every episode you know he would get in trouble yeah, somehow yeah. with his wife yeah. and, you know the first try and episode, make it up to her first and... episode was like yeah your blood pressure's too high and not allowed to eat any fried chicken and he's <laughs> he's saying to his guys let's just swing by the fried chicken place <laughs> yeah that sort of really funny really just just great yeah I, I would like yeah, to see, see that yeah. see yeah I'd Why watch don't that they channel listen to us. Why don't they listen yeah. to us and our awesome so ideas? Why yeah. doesn't the ABC put on tweets about? <laughs> Snoop Dogg. What fun shows you could be that. watching right now? That's right, Brett. You've uh, you've got another thing I want to punch in the head. Uh, yes, uh, Communications Minister Stephen Conroy uh, is saying that there's too much uh, too much conglomeration of our media ownership going on. Oh, yes. Go on. <laughs> Go on. You love that stuff. To, Go to, on. It's your favourite. And uh, and we'll be uh, introducing. A, a kind of a public benefit uh, test what? for any any uh, new media so this buyouts. Is... It's also uh, calling for a scrapping of a regulation that prevents one commercial television uh, television company from reaching uh, more than seventy five percent of the Australian population because of uh, the cross platform stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if a, a media organisation is online, then you know technically it could uh, reach one hundred percent of the population. Especially with the MBN. So fast. <sighs> and that <laughs> is the box cutters news what I want to punch in the head. Derivatives. Very strong in muni derivatives. I think that's a little restrictive. Thinks it's restrictive. As describing my strengths. Make a difference between junk and derivatives. Define junk more precisely. A Chinese sailboat. Don't have much of a sense of humor, do you? A person who saw no important difference between the fire outside a Neanderthal's cave and a working thermonuclear reactor might tell you that junk bonds and derivatives both serve to energize capital. I'd like to use the lavatory. America, kid. Excuse me. Luck is a new series from HBO that uh, was created or co-created by David Milch uh, with uh, Michael Mann directing the first episode, Mm. David Milch writing the first episode. Uh, It is about uh, the goings-on with horse racing in the U.S., uh, particularly on the west coast of of the U.S. Uh, A man gets out of jail, having been there for about three years. Uh, Looks a lot like Dustin Hoffman. uh, (laughs) Must have been a hard time in jail. And he is uh, Chester Ace Bernstein, uh, who has has been put away for a a crime he did not commit, but that uh, doesn't stop him not being allowed to own racehorses and such. He's not allowed to conduct business as he used to. While he's on parole. While, while, he's, while he's on parole. Uh, he's, uh, his driver and confidant, Gus Dimitriou, is, uh, is taking over as a surrogate, 
we find all this out in the first five minutes. Uh, then there's so that's that that is one story in in true David Milch uh, sense that there are multiple stories. They will come together at some point, but we don't know when. That's kind of one one story. Uh, there is a horse trainer, uh, Tiro Escalante, played by uh, John Ortiz, and uh, he loves what he does. He does what he does very well. He takes a lot of pride in his work. He uh, works at a particular racetrack, and this is the racetrack that uh, that the story surrounds. There's a, a group of uh, a, a group of oh, what would you call them? Ne'er do wells, uh, gambling syndicate, punters. Yeah, punters. Yeah, a gambling syndicate. Four guys uh, who all they have in spend their life is is gambling. All the uh, track spent at, at all their all their time is spent at the track. Is spent at the track, except for one guy who will also spend his evenings at the casino. Uh, they are trying to hit a, uh, a a special system in the horse racing that will net them a potential two million plus dollars. Uh, have I missed anybody out? There's a vet. Uh, we first see her sticking her hand in uh, in in uh, a horse's ass, and is a legitimate horse owner. Uh, yes, a legitimate horse owner, uh, played by Nick Nolte. The the jockeys, <sighs> very old man, and there and there are two jockeys. There is a lady jockey and a man jockey. Uh, they are both young. They both want to have a go. They really want their uh, their, their work to shine, and and they work very hard at, at doing what they do. Yes, I've, I've forgotten about Nick Nolte. Uh, that's that is that is luck in in a nutshell. That is pretty much all I can tell you. Even having seen three episodes, because in the in the way that David Milch series works, it's very difficult to uh, to get any full story out of any one episode or even three episodes. It'll be almost confirmed in the tenth episode that one of them's the Messiah. Yeah, that's John from Cincinnati. You're uh, you're uh, yeah, misremembering mis- misremembering it. Now I want to say. Before, uh, before I even finished the first episode, I thought Courtney's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think that? Uh, because it is a bunch of men saying things to each other in uh, cryptic and often imbecilic ways, uh, and none of them even think there is a world outside of their own. Mm. And uh, and also, there are only two women in the whole show and one of them is introduced by sticking her hand <laughs> up a horse's ass. Which is a perfectly noble profession, mind you. I mean, everyone's got to make a living and if that's it, that's fine. But it is an old man, an old white man sausage fest. Yep. Totally. And, you know, if I wanted to hear... A bunch of old white men on their own muttering to themselves about something that I don't understand. I'd just go to Woolworths. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you'd go to Parliament or the High Court. No, or... I'd go down my street. Though to be fair, both Parliament and the High Court are much more representative. Of what women happens at Woolworths? Then yeah, like I remember when that safe, I remember when that Safeway was full of junkies. It still is. <laughs> they mix it up. It depends on the time too. of day time of the week seriously i've had more exciting anesthetics than that show and i just i could see i could see through time that's how bored i was this is i i believe this is a show 
buy men, buy men for men. And, yeah. and Michael Mann, I mean, really, pretty much when I saw Michael Mann had directed the first episode, mm. I thought, oh, Courtney's going to hate this. <laughs> do, uh, but, I mean, do you think- I can, like, some things I watch and I go, I don't know, I, I, can, I can see it, but there's just no, there's no way in at all for me. No. At all. At, in any way. Like, there are some things I go, well, it's clearly a man's world and, you know, yeah. even, even Deadwood in some ways is it's quite a man's world. But you can you can see that about it and you can kind of see your way in. But this, no. Nah, what? Uh. Well, see, and, and this was the thing about Deadwood uh, was it was a man's world, but there was a woman trying to make her way in that man's world mm. that people could identify with. Mm. Uh, the... The women in in this world really have their own. Uh, th- there's only the female jockey, yeah, who is who is trying to make her and way you in see a man's her world. Like three times, yeah, and she only talks like once to yeah. someone else, not any of the main characters, just some other random person. She just goes, an, another jockey. Yeah, she just says to she says to another jockey, "Got to get used to seeing this view," and she uh, points yeah. at her ass, and then that's it. Uh, and she's she's great. She's great at what mm. she does. Uh, she clearly wants to have a go at uh, at, at yeah at being a and, and, professional. I mean, jockey, I, even I don't necessarily feel the urge to have you know like oh because I'm a girl I need to be represented in everything and do you know what I mean? Like I can understand that there are some things that are not about women and, and are not spaces that women are generally in. But there's nothing but there's here no, for, for you to relate to. No, but there's even no insight about that either. Like, you don't get the feeling that there's an awareness that this is a total other universe sort of thing. Like, even there's the female jockey there. There's no sense of, well, that's rare or, you know, the fact that, you know, there's two or something, three female mm. jockeys professionally in Victoria. I think I think there there is... is a, a big deal. Mm. There is a one of the things that I like about luck, mm. and I, I, I did. I, I loved it. Mm. I. It's beautiful. It's. It looks. It's I mean, so expensive. The first that first shot is Michael Mann all over. Like it's just. It, it is so beautiful. It is yeah. so. And, and all the all the horse racing shots are just oh, yeah. done so well. There is. Uh, th- there are there are. Tiny moments of tragedy mm. in the first three episodes, where I actually gasped, like I was so yeah. I was so taken by uh, what was happening on screen that that when I got surprised, yeah. I actually gasped. And and you know I've seen everything. I don't I don't react to, <laughs> to anything, yeah. uh, especially having done the uh, Acme Sex and Violence on television last week and having to spend an entire week editing editing together as many rape, sex, and. Uh, mm. And evisceration scenes as I could. Things don't affect me anymore. No, you're dead inside. <laughs> dead you're like inside. an Iraq yeah. war vet. Yeah, but, but, but very much like that. So, so oh, there, there is there is all of that for for me to like. Mm. Uh, but one of the things I like that you're talking about, Courtney, is that it gives no explanation. Yep. yep. You are you are expected to either be patient mm. or get the hell out. Mm. Uh, and if you're patient, then it is possibly going to pay off, and you will you will start to learn more about the world. Mm. Uh, and and if you're not patient, that's fair enough as well. That's it's not yeah. the TV show for you. Yeah. Yeah. A man gets out of jail three years, maybe takes a trip to some island somewhere. He'll get out a month, buy a piece of my racetrack. I admit I'm halfway nervous. You think you're the first front in history? 
I think, Mr. Bernstein, something personal is going on here. Some people lying is like breathing. Good luck. I found it hard because I, I loved the I loved the shots of the horses and the horses racing. I was like, look at your horse faces. I like you. You seem lovely and interesting characters, the horses, mm. more than the people. And there was a point at which one of the horses was racing. I'm like, oh, that horse looks like a dog that I hung out with recently. That dog's so great. I wish that dog was here. And that was the best part of it. Wow. <laughs> Toby, you've, uh, you've, you've come on, Mike. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really true. Like, uh, so many of the main characters, especially the old sausage possessors, uh, are, I think, intentionally quite inscrutable. Like you know, well, like uh, old Hoffman, men in that world Nolte. would be. Well, yeah, and and the acting it really is very slow burn. Like like you were saying, just the way things get gradually drawn out, and the storytelling is exceptionally good because you just don't expect most of the things that happen. You know, like it'll a character will randomly float up. It'll seem like they've just had a great achievement, and suddenly they'll they'll get totally screwed over. And then you know, it seems like they're setting someone up for a fall, and then they don't get screwed over. It's it's just very the stories are very well told, and and each individual story is kind of given like a high priority as well. You know, it's like people have their moments and then sink away for the rest of the episode, but. It's not nothing is linear. It's not all connected. It is mm. each I found individual that, that goes difficult to the range though in that there's no there's no up and down sort of light and shade kind of thing. Yeah. It's all one level. So this is happening now and then this is happening and then this is and there's nothing there's nothing to follow. And so And you mean nothing well, like, to follow. Like there's nothing that I go, Oh, I get that and so when the next thing happens I go, Oh, you're the guy with the blah blah blah. Just <clears> like here's six guys, here's some different random things about them and then they'll turn up later and it's like well I don't know I can't remember which one you are and if it's all important or it's all not important then whatever you can't Honestly. remember which one they are no oh. really no you, um, you don't find the hairstyles distinctive they all enough. look the same to me one of them's Brett. Mexican I think yeah I got he him he could be Greek so yeah I, I got know. him um, he's from guy. Peru it's yeah. also but it is very like oh, I've just been racist then um, it's kind of like the wire in that you know the wire's kind of permeated with a sense of decay and even when things are going well with different characters there's still an overwhelming or no, sorry underlying rather sense that you are seeing a world that is decaying you know and even when people it seems like one episode things are up it turns out that you know, things are actually barriers appear. Um, with this show, it feels like things do happen kind of randomly, you know, like people's fortunes just dissipate Organic. very suddenly. I think uh, in, in the same way that Deadwood... I mean, David Milch uh, has very strong themes surrounding his, his work. And, and with Deadwood, everything was about building. Everything was about uh, getting bigger, mm. getting stronger mm. and and all the problems that happened with that. This is about digging yourself out of a hole. Yep. Mm. And you, yeah. there's that real yeah. sense of you know, it's called luck and there's that real sense of sort of desperation that all of the characters have that this is going to be the thing for them that turns turns it around or whatever. Like I could feel that and I could see that but it was the same in all of them. Oh, yeah. think- Which is part of what bonds it together but I found it a bit you know, if you're all desperate, then uh. so I reckon I, I I would actually see it as so if you if you're taking the group of of the punters 
hanging out at the track. They're they're kind of the losers. Nick Nolte is kind of the middle ground almost. He's he's not had bad luck. He does what he does. He owns racehorses. He's got a good one at the moment, it seems. Um, and then you've got Dustin Hoffman, who's got bucket loads of money. He's got a company that he wants to buy the racetrack. Um, so so he's definitely coming from a position where he's, he's well off. Yeah, but he's been in jail, and so obviously it matters to him. There's a sense of, it, you know, there's stakes in it for him. Yeah, and and he has to he has to do all of this stuff in a way that he's not would not yeah. be anywhere near as difficult if he hadn't been in jail. There's always yeah. a sense of risk. Yeah, if, so know, all yeah, of them the have something at yeah down. at stake. But I just don't care. Yeah, and I didn't. It's it's weird. I didn't think that you would, and I don't know. I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people who just wouldn't. Who would? I, I don't oh, know a lot of people would. who would get. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought. I, I thought Deadwood was similarly a, as impenetrable. Yeah, I can say that. Uh, yeah. But but clearly not because Deadwood captured people's imaginations somehow. And I, I don't know if it was just costumes. Sort of the flair language to that as I well. I think the flair of the language though, the lingua franca of Deadwood though, like was so. I don't know. Like just beautiful like and funny and also that mm. buying into that sort of idea of the western and and that kind of stuff that's that's a much more familiar language mind you there are to people whereas this, with the horse racing world that's not something people know much about this is it's much subtly here you know like you'll often see moments where like the love that people have of the horses and kind of the the sentimentality and the romanticism that's built into it along with all the the struggle and the dirt and the corruption associated with the world like there are all these beautiful moments where actors will, you know, kind of be watching a race and you'll just see the... But, the I mean, I, like, I felt like I genuinely would have an interest in finding out more <clears throat> of that world. I, I, I would be quite interested too. But everything in that, there was nothing that I thought, oh, that is genuinely a surprise to me or that is a revelation in any way. Like, oh, the jockey, he likes riding horses, but he's actually nice to the horses as well. So... <laughs> you know, like, of course guess, he is. He rides horses. Like, you yeah. know, unless he's going to be the evil guy, he's going to be nice to the I horses. Think, I think there are going to be no surprises in this whole series. And it's, it's almost like a Robert Altman film without the editing. Mm. <laughs> like, like, you know, Robert Altman would, would shoot this much material yeah. and then just cu- cut it together and, and, and have something in the, at, the, at the end of it. That's kind of how it feels, but it also feels that way in, in the way it's been cast. I mean, mm. this, is, this is just some... Fa- big. If you wanted If you wanted fantastic old man actors... Yeah, this if is you like, if you like old white guys, then this is the show for you. Yeah, definitely. This is sure. This is men of a certain age, a certain age later. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, and I just Nick Nolte just pulls everything out here. Dustin Hoffman is acting better than I've seen him act in in years. Uh, Dennis Farina is always a pleasure to watch on on screen. He's incredible. I really, really love this show, mm. but. I understand why people, yeah, why people wouldn't. Yeah. You can see Luck on uh, HBO in the US or some other <laughs> channel somewhere else. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. You're going weak, Alan Dale. The force is no longer with you, and the reason it's not with you, Alan, is because you're not on box cutters. Craig McLaughlin is. Connie Hawking, you've been watching. Been watching some TV. Some of the some of the British TV. Bit of British TV. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the show Luther. Mm-hmm. I have. It's Idris Elba. Elba, yes. Stringer uh, Bell. Stringer Bell from The Wire. 
So um, we talk about the, the wire a lot when you're in. Yeah. No, today we really have a lot. Yeah. I think because I was thinking about it. Sorry about that. Yeah. I won't talk about it next time. Okay. Even it out. So he's putting um, on a very good English accent. <laughs> no, he's English. Um, so he is a detective who plays by his own rules. Get out. I know. Actually, let me read you. Is he a wild card? <laughs> is he maverick? Let me read you um, is he a, a loose little cannon? bit. Put the online thesaurus away and let me read to you from the description on the DVD. John Luther is a detective chief inspector working for the Serious Crime Unit in Season 1 and the New Serious and Serial Crime Unit in Season 2. A dedicated police officer, Luther is also a genius. Does he much to the beat of his own drum? (laughs) He is obsessive possessed and sometimes dangerous in the violence of his fixations. But Luther has paid a heavy price for his dedication. He's never been able to present, prevent himself from being consumed by the darkness of the crimes with which he deals. Racist. For Luther, <laughs> the job always comes first. His dedication is a curse and a blessing, both for him and those close to him. So how many cliches can you spot in that paragraph? 45. I, I remember now why I only watched one episode. <laughs> it really, yeah, it's a lot of those kind of uh, cop show cliches, and it's and it's one of those ones. It's not a who done it. It's we know who done it. Why why done it? And and <laughs> how, how done it? You know, and as far as as far as extreme dedication to to the cost of everything else in your life, like once you've seen Cracker, you don't need to see that again. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's I mean, and also you don't even in this show you kind of. I think it's kind of good in that he's quite convincing. He doesn't play it too crazy. Like, you don't believe, oh, he's so crazy. Look at him. He's out of control. You're like, you seem reasonable. Oh, maybe a bit loopy. But, you know, if that was my life and I mm. was doing that, I can see how that probably might not work on a lot of personal levels as it isn't for you. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's actually, for the first couple of episodes, I did notice those cliches quite strongly i sort of thought mm, are we really doing this but it's actually it's actually really good and once they set up there's him and in the very first episode he's investigating um to an older couple who are murdered mm-hmm. um and the prime suspect is this their daughter who is also a genius strangely enough she um and she sort of becomes his nemesis but also his partner in crime quite literally because he never really he catches her but he kind of doesn't really bother with whole, you know, like putting her in jail or anything. So right. they kind of become friends. Oh. Yeah, it's a little weird. But she's wonderful. An actress by the name of Ruth Wilson. I've, I'd never heard of her. She's amazing. She looks like Kate McCartney. Was she in Wilson Phillips? <laughs> her dad was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and their dynamic is wonderful and sparky and um, exciting and all sorts of things. So this is this, this is what I've never understood because I, I saw the first episode of uh, mm. uh, of Luther and went. Eh. <sighs> firstly, firstly, a I'm glad it's not another vampire show. <laughs> it could be though because the name. If, if you chuck that in, yeah. Well, yeah, the name. Right. That's the thing. Like you know, the bit in the first five minutes where he kind of steps on the hands and drops a pedophile off a like two story bridge. Yeah. Not named after Martin Luther King. No. Are you? Uh the uh or at least not taking after him. <laughs> the, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream and that dream is to stand on your hands. <laughs> uh you nonce. I, I I watched that and I thought, oh well this show isn't gonna go anywhere mm. and 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 gave up the ghost. But then have heard so many people talk about 
how great it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through it in about three days. Like, I watched... There's only six episodes in the first season. I think they're about 50 minutes each. Bite-sized, bite-sized series. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to get through, and it's quite, it's, it's, it's quite engaging. I found... I really enjoyed it. Um, and he's a great actor. He's a really good actor. Um, there's the first season, and then in the second series, it got renewed by the BBC to have uh, two two-part episodes... For the second series, and that sucked uh. because one the um, the main Ruth Wilson doesn't come back for whatever reason. She's in like a bit of the first episode and nicks off, and then the other people you're just like, oh, man, uh, you know, I don't really care. Um, so it's so okay. se- second season's not not so much, not so much, not so much. But the first season's great. I really would definitely um, recommend it. And then just pretend that the second season never happened. Maybe it's available on DVD. You can certainly purchase it online. Uh, in all the reputable ways that people purchase DVDs. And I would, I would recommend it. I think it's a really good watch. Excellent. Larry Postman, I have a letter for you. you read it? You're a godsend. Save you. No, I'm, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. Jamie Sanchez writes, Hi. Hi. No, he didn't write Lots of love, Jamie. (laughs) That's it? No, it's more. I've got a few questions for you. Why does Dexter have so many producer credits? Mm. There's about 15 executive producers. What do they do? Or is it a vanity credit? Correct. A producer's no idea tools who have somehow lucked their way into cushy, glamorous jobs (laughs) and generally get in the way of TV makers with dumb notes. John Peters, Kevin Smith, giant robotic spider story comes to mind. I'm trying to think of TV shows where dramatic producer-led change has actually worked. I can only think of Dane DeVito joining It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The producer credit is kind of like the executive producer credit in the movies. So in, in TV, a producer is somebody who has negotiated to get a producer credit. That's the, they are somehow involved either financially... <laughs> Or they're in the cast, or they wrote an episode. They want to keep them on as a, or, the head cast member, i.e. Dexter of Dexter. Yep. Mm. Uh, and so they get a producer credit. It is a vanity credit. The executive producer in television is uh, usually the showrunner, the one who calls all the shots. Did that used to be the other way around? In Australia, it is. Uh, it, it was the other way around. Uh, in the US, I don't know. Uh, in uh, In the UK... I also don't know. Because <laughs> executive producer is, you know, that's a lot more like just the title. That's well, right. Drew in, Barrymore is often an executive producer. And in films, that's what happens. Mm. You, you put enough money in, you're in the cast, you've got a really good agent, you've and got also a really good lawyer, negotiator. And also you get a better cut once the, you know, the sales go out. And, that's, and that would be the same thing with producer yep. in, in TV. So just, you know, reverse them, TV and film, and you've got a, a, a fairly good idea. Good question. Yeah, great question, Jamie. Jamie also sent in another question uh, today, but I uh, haven't, haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, okay. I'll be just, excited for that. We'll just, we'll just bank them up. <laughs> uh, bank them up. And, uh, and Mayor, do you want to read uh, some of Mayor's? Mayor says, uh, some very nice points made about the nerd characters on Big Bang Theory, but there is more to be said about the female characters. Originally, there was just the one, Penny, next door, who was supposed to be normal and reflect our views. But of course, under the strict rules of network TV casting, had to be a total blonde bombshell. Mm -hmm. Then they did do something 
Extraordinary with Amy Farrah Fowler, whose character is totally original and a match for the Sheldon in the autistic stakes. (laughs) But then the execs must have scratched their heads and realised that a sitcom essential was missing, the helium-voiced female sidekick. (laughs) And in came the biochemist for Wolf uh, Woolowitz. Thanks, Mayor. (laughs) <laughs> they they are they, they are good points well made about uh, uh, things that we should have added. A, a few people had uh, had some tweets and, and other things things that uh, that should have been added to the uh, uh, conversation about nerds. Somebody saying on the blog that they were shouting at their iPod, "Beauty and the Geek, <laughs> Beauty and the Geek." Why didn't, didn't we mention Beauty and the Geek? Didn't, actually, Ben McKenzie, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will. Um, he was asked to be on that show on Beauty and the Geek. Was he? He was, as a beauty, uh, but he said no. Right. Because he has self-respect. Whether or not you're allowed to say that's been said now. Yeah. Great. He'll be fine. Yeah. He's, He's a very good man, Ben McKenzie. Everyone loves him. Who? Co- why wouldn't you love Ben? He's the anti-Hitler. <laughs> he is. <laughs> That's, no, we've, we've, it's true. we've discussed, we discussed this, this earlier. He is, we discussed this earlier, Toby. Don't scoff. Yeah, he's he is, the anti-Hitler. He's the complete opposite of Hitler. He he's is, not invading Poland. He kept with the art instead of the genocide. He's a ginger. He doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't. Two balls. He doesn't have a, <laughs> two balls. I assume. That song, I'm sorry, I should be clear there. That's, I assume. That. I thought that song was apocryphal. <laughs> uh, he uh, he he doesn't have a moustache, but he has sideburns that almost meet at the chin. Instead, his hair's right. quite messy as opposed to. He's slicked down. Yeah. yeah. He's like bizarro Hitler. No, hang on, that would actually. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, because that would actually that would make him quite like Hitler, but just a bit bizarre. No, 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 you don't. (laughs) Wouldn't it? No, like Superman compliment. (laughs) No, it's not. Hey, bizarro Hitler! You're like Hitler, but really weird. Like the Superman (laughs) bizarro, like the Superman bizarro universe. You know about that, Tommy? Yeah, I know. No, no, he's he's the anti. He's the anti Hitler. Have we? Is that that's letters to box cutters? If how can I send my letters to? If you'd like to write in and say who we're the anti of, let us know. Hooray at boxcutters.net or you can use the uh, link, contact us link on the website at boxcutters.net. There's a form. There's a form. form. You fill it out. People find that easier. I love reading. I love hearing the letters and reading people's comments. It's great. I like it also on Twitter when people are like, hey, I listen to Boxcutters. Woo. Yeah. So more of that, thanks. Yes, please. Do you like it when people profess their love to you? I do. Yeah? What's not to like about that? That's pretty good. Yeah. I was having a bad morning this morning and then someone said, I really like Boxcutters and I I like you. And I went, I feel better. I can't complain about my so, life. Danny Oz. Yeah. Been listening for a long time. Thanks, nice Danny. Was, uh, was, you was made my morning. Nice if you watch one Hey, Brett, remember how I liked that show, Carl? You don't have to do it for everything. You know, remember how I liked that show, Carl? Just the ones that go on too long at the end. D- d- yes. Remember how I liked that show Lone Star that only lasted two seasons and nobody else saw? Two episodes, even. Sorry, two episodes. Yep. What did I say? Yep. Two seasons? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like that show. Must have been a, a, a genius mind behind that. It was. Carl Killen. Carl mm-hmm. Killen, very, very, very smart man, uh, has uh, created a new show uh, that is uh, going to start on March the 1st Which looks in America. Which looks get through its first episode? Called Awake. I'm hoping so. <laughs> That's what I would watch. If I was in America, I would watch Awake. I don't know when it's on, but you've got the Google machine. Brett Cropley, if you were going to watch one thing, what would it be? Something that uh, I went looking for for one thing for this week and I didn't realise that this had actually come on the TV over here. Onion News Network is on ABC2. You'll probably only get to hear this uh, in time for the Wednesday 
episode 918 p.m. Oh, great. Wednesday, ABC2, <laughs> 9.22 on Thursday, uh, 9.20 on Friday. Check your local guides for more information. I saw, uh, I saw a discussion at the Paley Centre uh, in New York with the uh, creators and, and writers of uh, the Onion News Network. Oh, how was that? Was, was it interesting? Really, really interesting. I got a, a whole lot of... Uh, of newfound respect for the show. And I already liked the show. It was already really, really funny, but the amount of work that they put into making it as much like real television as possible. It's a weekly over there, isn't it? Yes. And it's it's kind of like a news show done ET style. Well, okay, so they've no, they've got, so they've got like a a CNN Fox News style show uh with uh with a, a woman hosting and and cutting to, to some live reporting, but also with a panel of experts that she will sometimes refer to from, from time to time again. Uh, and there are, uh, you know, other kinds of experts that they uh, throw to with all their special effects and... And video screens. Video screens, etc. Uh, there's also a Today Show, a, a Today-style show that they sometimes... Yes, uh, yep, yep. Sometimes have. So uh, just excellent, excellent stuff. Courtney, if you're going to watch one thing, what would it be? Um, this is sort of a bit of a weird thing, and I don't know if you have seen any of it. I saw I've episode seen four ads. of luck. <laughs> Watch more luck. Yeah, no. Um, I've seen ads for that show on Channel Seven Revenge. Yes. It looks like total trash. It is, um, and it's got a girl who was in brothers and sisters, which I accidentally saw a couple of times. Sally she Field. she seemed quite nice. I no. think you think of Gidget. <laughs> Sally Field. Um, no, I don't know what it's got. No, Callista Flockhart, who was the flying nut. <laughs> no, Brenda from Six Feet Under. She's in it. No, she just had those shoulder pads and she was so light at a time. Rob Lowe. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's in it. <laughs> but it looks like, I don't know, it looks really bad, but I'm kind of intrigued. To sort of hey, so you haven't, see, you, haven't, nah, you haven't seen any of it? No, nah, I've seen hey, ads and I'm like, oh, you're going to kill everybody? I kind of want to see that. There's a really fun game to play when you're watching Revenge. Yeah. Which is just every time, every time somebody does something that's kind of underhanded or questionable, you just say, I think they did that for... Revenge. <laughs> it's a terrible game. It really helps getting through an episode. <laughs> is it that bad? Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's just it'd be one of those things that I'd I'd switch on at the end of a long day and be like, nah. Otherwise, I'm always happy to watch Law and Order: Sex Crimes Unit, where, um, where they catch is, they catch criminals they for catch rapists revenge. like no one in real life does. So it's exciting. Revenge. Stop it! I kill you. And I will take revenge. <laughs> The Places You Strayed With Toby Halligan Toby Halligan, where have we strayed? Well, uh, <laughs> I-, I wanted to open with a joke, actually. Um, uh, <laughs> Go on, uh, uh, we to get about, to the other side. Uh, yeah, we were talking about um, how excited we all are to see Lara Bingle on TV um, uh, uh, and Martin Lawrence returning. I've got a way of solving that problem, though. I think Martin Lawrence should be being Lara Bingle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, where the hell are you? That's not my black voice, by the way. That's my I can't act for shit voice. It worked in Big Mama's house. Hey, it, why not? <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that. I love that as an idea because because then there's only one show I don't have to watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it concentrates the shit doesn't together it? at last. Um, so how does social TV actually? Yeah, works? that would be useful. So what they're gonna do is. <laughs> Yes, yes, what they're going to do is... Um, Firstly, the technology uh, isn't uh, compulsory in any way. (laughs) 
uh, uh, surprise. Um, but if you're an old person, they'll bring that around the uh, set top box. Exactly. And they'll kill exactly. you, puppy, if you Well, won't if take you're an it. old person, they're going to euthanize you because the ABC's moving into that now. Um, <laughs> They've got to make money somehow, Toby. Yeah. You try and make money out of their production. <laughs> hey, the budget. TV isn't profitable. Why not move into euthanasia? Um, it's the same audience, yeah. just different products. <laughs> Like, during an episode of Antiques Roadshow, they're now going to just start injecting people with things. Anyway. Andrew Denton to- leans very close to the camera. You're getting very sleepy. <laughs> Toby. Sorry. You're meant to be our legal representative as well. Yeah. Uh, it appears I've strayed a little bit. Um, so, w- w- basically, firstly, in order to actually utilise the technology, you're going to have to sign up to separate um, applications in order to actually join the social media conversation that they're ah, talking about through their box. So, it's kind of like, <laughs> I guess, an just through their... That we're Sounds all, like you're talking through your box. <laughs> where all great social messages go. Um, it's a very through personal Courtney's box. Sort of... um, or my box, indeed. Hey, um, sorry. You just call me a slut. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no, we've turned into a morning zoo. <laughs> but what... <laughs> so... Uh, I see girl cancer. And the new technology... You just sit there and so, giggle. So, obviously... What, <laughs> children, children. What actually happens right now is you've got tweets, but they're curated, obviously, right? Yes. So, what, what you can do the now... The ones on the telly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Often by Malcolm Turnbull, obviously. or so is my understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And Chaz Linderello. Um, what, what this is going to do is basically it incorporates in a recommendation engine, and oh. you have the ability to view tweets or friends' status updates for any, any show, not just those that are selected by the broadcaster themselves. So... I assume from the article what mm-hmm. you could do is you could say identify certain people whose tweets you wanted to see and while you're watching a show, their tweets will come up. I okay. just want to watch TV. Yeah. Fair enough. Don't That's be bringing works. that shit with me. If Thank I wanted you. to go on the website and say, now I'm watching this show, show me the Twitter feed for that. Sure, interesting. But don't put it on the television. It's not for that. <laughs> when, it's when a John, box. When John comes in next, Brett, can you remind me, when John's in next week, if we can talk to him about how he feels about people not paying attention to <laughs> the show he to the worked show ages he worked on. on. Oh, I was actually, um, interestingly, the article had a figure on that, Josh, because one of the things we were talking about is how people watch TV. Mm. 60% of people watch TV are using the internet at the same time. Correct. Either on a computer, phone or tablet. Which is absurd. Yeah. That's an absurd number of people. You know what? I really don't get, though. I'd like to know what percentage of those people are tweeting about the show, right? Because I get that. Like, it's lame, but I get that, right? What about the people who are, like, reading the New York Times while watching the show? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is odd multitasking. Because TV, if you're going to sit down and watch a TV show, wouldn't you watch a TV show? Depends what you're watching. If it's news, sure. If I'm watching Luck, I'm doing all sorts (laughs) of shit. (laughs) Well, I wonder how many people are, uh, are just in the room with somebody else. And that person is watching a TV show, no and they're one. in We're the room. No one. We're all alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Courtney. You're here. Don't You're touch here me. With us now. <laughs> Courtney, it's all right. It's fine. Anyway, um, so uh, then we were talking about Conroy and the public Conroy. interest test, um, uh, that, which is what, what it's actually called, just for the record. Mm. I think we, we called it something else, the public person test, or something like that. Um, <laughs> we called John it John Saffron. Oh. We've got tests to do. On <laughs> so the reforms did occur under the Howard government. Um, they were implemented by Helen Coonan. Damn you, Coonan! Um, uh, a, a lot of them were um, proposed by Holston, um, Richard Holston, who was the Aww. communications minister in the early 2000s. Is he dead? Oh. He's dead, isn't he? He was. No, I he turned he into is. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, he actually did. Him and Philip yeah. Ruddock, and then there's another one as well. They're but all he, vampire men. You <laughs> may have just killed him, though, Courtney. What? 
We have the power of box cutting. Courtney doesn't doesn't know about Courtney the doesn't even know about this. The power of box cutting. Um, Keep your eye oh, on Alston over wrong. the next week. So these were relaxed in 2007. Now, specifically, they were cross-ownership laws. And so that opened up the market enormously. It meant that while people were previously restricted to, you could only own two. Uh, well, the, so the, the new rule One is it's two out of three. Yep. So it means that companies that. are now allowed to own up to two media outlets, a television, a radio station, or a newspaper in a single metropolitan area. Yep, in and a market. The rules are different for, ruley, uh, for rural areas. Yep. Right, and, and so and now... Uh, Conroy wants to reverse that? Well, so basically uh, the public interest test would be applied. No, he wouldn't be scaling back ownership. So he wouldn't be taking away – he would never do that. You know, you can imagine (laughs) Rupert, no, don't take away my newspapers. Because Kerry Stokes is really – Yeah, he's he's enormous. Very, very happy about that. very, very powerful. (laughs) Enormous man. Yeah, huge. Um, no, I, I don't believe that's what's involved. What this is, is it's, it's roughly now just to what happened in the UK, where News uh, Corporation was uh, bidding for... B-Sky B. Yeah. And when all the kinds of different allegations about uh, The Sun and hacking, uh, sorry, News of the World uh, emerged, all of a sudden that bid was reconsidered and they ultimately rejected the bid um, um, on the basis of... I see. So this is is going to be... uh, The difference between the public interest test is it's subjective. So previously there were... Well, there's an objective standard there as well, right, in that you can't own three media entities. You can't Mm -hmm. own that many, you know, and there's no way of owning them, right? But you might not be able to even own two if you can't pass the public interest test. So if you were were seeking, if a media, say a foreign-owned company was trying to come in and own a couple, yeah, that's exactly it. That's very difficult. I mean, that's going to be very easy to... It be, become politicised, yeah. which is exactly what happened in the UK. Yeah, mm. um, and it's also arguably what happened here in Australia too, when Sky News is trying to win the, uh, mm. the Asia, the Asian contract. <laughs> yeah, Australian. Oh, you know what I mean? The, 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 the Australian, Australian network. network. Sorry, I, I haven't researched that. But I do, I do like a test I don't have to study for. Yeah. On the subject of old men, just to quickly go back to luck, who do we think uh, has the most interesting criminal record on the show? Is it Dennis Farina? Who this kind of reflects how old they are like who in May 2008 was busted for trying to carry a 22 caliber handgun in his briefcase while getting on a plane <laughs> Dennis like, Freena looks like that kind of guy he does doesn't but he but then Nick Nolte's got that excellent mug shot mm. yeah yeah. He really does. He got 24 months probation for that was it uh, Milch who um, uh, he uh Sorry, this is kind of an interesting story. He, to avoid the draft during the Vietnam War, he enrolled in Yale Law School. He got expelled, though, for shooting out a police car siren with a shotgun. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that, that sounds like a very David Milch thing to do. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Or is it Nick Nolte, who in 1962 was given five years probation for selling fake draft cards, which is just weird. He should have got together with Milch. Yeah, why, why would you sell? Why would why would you buy a fake draft card? I don't know. Maybe if you want different number on it. Ah, oh, sorry, you already got one. Sense. You can't give me another one. Oh, well, yeah, no, I assume it would be that different number. D- on different it. number on it. Or what if you really wanted to sign up? Yeah, I reckon well, you, you, could, you could just do that. You, you could, yeah, you could. You probably could. Hey, it's my birthday. Time to die. And so those those are places we have strayed. They're the places you strayed. Thanks, Tim. Hey, um, when I cast my pod. It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. 
talk is on the table. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 296. Ooh, we're nearly at 300. We are nearly, we are nearly at 300. Uh, just, uh, just, just to keep people aware, uh, yes, we are going to Austin in two weeks. When we are in Austin, we're actually going to be recording our 300th episode. Holy crap. Which means that we're uh, we're two ninety seven next week, and then two ninety eight the week after. We've actually got all our episodes up until three hundred, except for two hundred ninety nine. We'll be back for that. <laughs> so we, we're kind of recording them out of order. But if you happen to be, it's just so that we can get a hundred birthday cakes. It's pretty live audience. Pr- pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're going to be in uh, at South by Southwest, twelve thirty. PM. It was twelve thirty in the afternoon at the Driscoll Hotel in downtown Austin. So exciting! Come and see us, box cutters, live in Austin, Texas, and then afterwards, let's go out and eat all the barbecue in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until eat ne- some for me, please. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. His name is Josh Canal, and I'm Courtney. I'm Toby Alec. Now you've got to do it like yeah. I went shopping and I bought. Mm. Uh, his name's uh, Josh Canal. Your name's Courtney Hocking, and I'm Bizarro Hitler. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Toby Halligan. Josh, Courtney, Toby, and I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. I went shopping and I (laughs) bought Courtney some cowboy boots. Toby... A whip and a sandwich for Josh. Josh went shopping and he bought cowboy boots for Courtney, a whip for Toby and a sandwich for Josh and nothing for Brett. Uh, uh, Josh went shopping and and he, he bought cowboy boots for Courtney, uh, a whip for me, thank you, the, the scars are, are still healing, uh, a sandwich for himself, nothing for Brett, and a partridge in a pear tree. I don't get it. Hi, this is Pete Smith.